For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Hello, and welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. I'm your co-host, Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hello. That was, that was a different intro, Sandy. <laughs> I know. I it caught know. you by surprise. I messed it up. That's fine. <laughs> in, case you, in case you needed some special effect. You always threaten to do that, but you've never actually done it. I know. Well, it was oh my today's, today's the day. <laughs> That's great. Okay. What are we talking about? All right. So in this episode, we are talking about why business is a marathon and how that's actually a good thing. So Sandy, you and I for years and years have talked about the business, the long game of business mm-hmm. and the whole idea that to really get going and to see results, you have to kind of start and then you got to stay in it long enough to see the success. And so we totally stand by that. But we're actually going to walk through kind of what that process looks like. And I think we figured out some strategies to speed up that result side of the equation, So, which is super exciting. So we're going to talk through that. Yeah. But I think let's just start with making this analogy. I actually think that a lot of people have a hard time literally like zooming out and seeing the whole online business structure as a whole. And there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of things that are happening. It's not like do one and then you end and then do step two and then do step. It's not linear like that, right? That's very Mm -hmm. easy to understand. There's a lot of things going on at the same time when you run an online business. So we came up with this analogy of running a marathon and we're going to walk through it. And I think it's just really helpful to see it with this analogy. So first phase, do you want to start there? Yeah. Why don't you tell us what the first phase is? You are like the resident like, runner, running shoe person in the I also in have a degree in biomechanics. So we'll, yeah. we'll pull that into it. So if you decide that you are going to run a marathon, you got to do some prep, right? You're like, I'm going to run this marathon. And you have like some future date that you've chosen, but you're going to go and need to buy running shoes. You're going to buy 
or whatever, like running pants or rain jacket. You're going to buy the little belt. You're going to buy a water bottle. You may buy the little gooey, squishy fuel that you need for the long runs. You're going to go and get everything ready for the marathon. And you may even like plan out your training schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first phase. And then you start training. Then you start running. So the second phase is you're like, okay, I'm going to start, put on my running shoes. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do my training runs and I'm going to do it weekly, do it daily, whatever, until the race. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the race day and you're super excited and you have put all this hard work in. You are stronger. You have good, you know, cardiovascular, your muscles are working, you've got good stride, you've got good mechanics, you've been working on it, and you're able to succeed and get a personal best on a PB, Jenny, on your race day, (laughs) right? (laughs) I threw that out at you the other day and you were like, what's a PB? But I think it was out of context. So that I think is easy to understand. So while you're doing a marathon, you got to do some prep. You got to get your mind in order. You've got to get yourself psyched up to go out running every single day, even when it's hard, even when it's snowing, even when it's raining, even when you don't want to. You have to play the mental game of doing the prep to become stronger so that you can succeed on race day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think that the analogy rings true for me so much because so often this dream of an online business, like when people are imagining that, they're imagining the race day of a marathon, right? They're imagining the end of a successful launch and all the feelings and the endorphins that are going to come from that incredible experience. But they're not, and like they know that they need to do all the preparation and the investment and the the practice, Mm -hmm. but like that's not the part of being a marathoner that I think initially gets people hooked on the idea. Right. We've used this analogy before in a lot of our coaching calls that is like this perfectionist future, like fantasy where like, I'm going to run a marathon and it's going to be amazing. And you imagine in the future what it will feel like to do the marathon, cross the line, how strong you're going to feel, how accomplished you're going to feel. It's going to feel so, so good. It's all positive dopamine as you imagine that perfect day. And it's the same thing with the online business. They're like, oh, I love this idea. We're creating a business. It's going to make me so much money. I'm going to have all this free time. I'm going to love it. It's going to feel so good. I'm going to have all these clients. But the reality is in that middle phase, it's not such a dopamine hit, right? So maybe let's walk through the the analogy of the online business. Yeah. So... We think the analogy matches pretty well. When we, you and I like sat here the other day and kind of mapped this out, it really mapped, they mapped to one another pretty well. Yeah. So the initial stuff is like the startup expenses, right? So in order to become a marathon runner, a serious marathon runner, you do have to invest in some gear, right? But the same thing with an online business, like there's certain software tools you're going to need to invest in, maybe some training or coaching, like you're going to need to spend a little bit of money to get going. And I think that that it's also true for both of these things that you can get started with what you have. Like you can get started with very low overhead. Like you can put on whatever most closely approximates running shoes on your feet. You probably have something already, right? And go outside and start running. And like, that's okay. And the same thing with business, like with an online business, the barrier to entry is so low. Like it's very minimal. Like I started like our first company with a Gmail address. Like it was free, right? Like it was just like at gmail.com address. Like I I literally spent nothing for the first like six months other than my time. And so I think that there's like, if you take it seriously though, you're going to want to drop a little money because it's going to save you a bunch of time and stress. And the same thing on the marathon side, right? Like you're more likely to stick with it 
if you have proper footwear and if you have, like you said, a rain jacket and if you have like the right kind of headphones so you can listen to your music and your AirPods aren't falling out of your ears while you're running, like it's the same thing. You don't need a lot to get going, but it's worth considering what those things are and budgeting for those initial kind of capital expenses. Yeah. And I would also add like, so I kind of see that first phase, like you buy running shoes once. Well, that's not actually true in my world, but you know, like you just like make the purchase of running shoe and it's done. You don't have to think about it. Whereas like in online business, you've got to like create an opt-in one time, you know, and then you may iterate and change it, but you have to like create this thing. And it's not like not creating opt-ins every day, but you create it once so that you can attract the audience so that you can sell to them later. So yeah, yeah, it it maps really, really closely. And then in the next phase, I'm going to let you talk about that one because that's your sort of teaching specialty. Yeah. So that's like the showing up and doing your training runs every day phase. And just with running, like this is the hard part, right? Like it's easy to run when you're super excited and you have like mapped out your plan and you've signed up for the race. And then like five days later, it's pouring rain and you were up with a sick baby and you don't want to go for a run because you're, it doesn't make any sense. You're tired. You want to stay in bed. Right. And I think that the same thing happens with online business. Like People love the idea of it and they love like some of the initial first steps and the dream and the plan. And then like you have a hard day and you don't want to spend an extra two hours tacked onto your day job or tacked on after you've been with your kids all day, you know, writing a blog post. And yet (laughs) this is the work that is essential for you to be able to have a successful launch, right? Like creating the content every week, establishing yourself as an authority, an expert, a thought leader in your industry, in your niche is what is required for you to have success in the sales and launch stage of your business. And it's the same thing with running. Like if you just run a couple of times and then show up for a marathon, you're going to have a really hard time finishing that race. You're not going to get the results that you wanted. And it's the same thing with business. And so it's, it's like we glorify the one big day or the one big yeah. event, but that's not really, you know, what matters. It's only a tiny part of the story. Like the story, the idea of becoming a marathon runner or becoming an online business owner, like that identity is that daily work, that daily practice of incorporating those activities into your life in a meaningful way. And it's so easy when you're needing to run every day or create content every week in that important work, there is no short-term gain. Like it's easy to say, I'm just going to watch Netflix tonight, or I'm just not going to write a blog post or create a podcast this week. I'm too tired. I'm too whatever. And I think we have to like do this analogy and zoom out and see that we're heading towards a race or Mm -hmm. a big launch. And we need to do this content creation work so that we are attracting the audience so that we have people to sell to when we are opening our doors and selling our program. But because there's no short-term gain, the immediate is hard. This is the uncomfortable part. This is where you have to remember why you're doing this. This is where you have to remember your concept of who you are and Mm -hmm. what your program is about and the great, amazing work that you do in the world. And you have to show up for yourself and for those future clients because it's really easy to quit in this stage. Mm -hmm. It's too hard. I don't have enough time. No one's buying anyway. You have to have that long-term vision. Yeah. And I want to throw something in that we haven't talked about yet here. And that's just like we hear so often about like the hustle and you and I, like we've talked about the hustle recently in the podcast and we both have different associations with that word. Like I have a very positive association with that word. And so I know a lot of people don't. But for me, 
like this daily practice or this weekly practice in the case of creating content is really what prevents those like extreme times of like super overwhelming amounts of work. Like if you're doing the constant work every week in your business, like it just makes those times where like, for example, you are in a launch and you have an extra workload. It like kind of takes the edge off of that because you've, you've been like your muscle memory of like being an entrepreneur is strong. Like you've been writing and creating or speaking or being on video kind of all the time. And so when it comes to like kind of amping up those activities for these short bursts of time, you're really like, it's not that big of a deal. And I think that so much of that hustle energy or that fear of hustle that people have is because like, yeah, you can't go zero to 60. Like that Mm -hmm. sucks. That's going to like destroy your body. It's like not going to work. Yeah. And then as you're doing your training runs, you probably, I mean, you may have a coach who's helping you with your biomechanics, whether that's like your stride length or like your arm swing or whatever, like you're getting better and better with the actual run and you're becoming much more efficient and with your run and your times are getting better and better. And it's the same thing with writing, let's say blog posts every week, you are becoming practiced. You are testing things out. You are trying things. Your confidence is increasing because your voice is getting more practice and people are listening to you and you're probably getting some, starting to get some feedback and you're seeing what's resonating, what people want. So that when you go into that last phase, which is the race or a launch, you are so much more aware of how you speak, how to sell, you know, who you are, why people are attracted to you. It just makes everything easier. Yeah. And you can kind of reuse some of the stuff that you've been doing too. Like I would say in your emails, like, yeah, you can take content that you wrote eight weeks ago and like repurpose it a little in your launch emails. Like there's just a lot of, nothing gets wasted, I guess. Like that energy doesn't get wasted that you put in kind of day after day and week after week. And I also want to, I think this other analogy, this connection between these two things is really helpful, which is that like so often with exercise, with a practice, with running, you don't want like during the days and the long weeks where you're not having any big events, like you don't want to do it. Right. But once you get going, once you lace up your shoes and you get out there after a couple minutes, Mm -hmm. like you're actually really happy you did it and it feels good. And I think the same thing goes with being a creator and making content every week. Like you kind of don't want to do it. Like today I didn't feel like podcasting at all. Like I just, I'm like kind of low grade sick and I'm, I've got a lot going on and I just kind of don't feel super high energy. But like I knew as soon as we started, it would be fine. And, mm-hmm. and that's just like, that's what you learn through practice is that like nothing is as hard or as scary or as overwhelming as you make it out to be in your head. Like You also fine. have to learn that, right? So I yeah. think you, so for runners, I remember learning this years ago that like when you start, you're just focused on the race. Like that's the reason. But eventually something switches if you're able to stick with it, that the actual runs, the training mm-hmm. runs are really fun and yeah. really enjoyable and really make your life a lot better. And you feel good and you it's like time away and there's all these positives. And it's the same thing with content writing or creation where it's hard and you're like uncomfortable and you don't know. But then, and we talk about this in the luminaries, like why can't this just be fun? Like mm-hmm. this is a place where you can start to really enjoy this creative process, knowing that it's it's about you and for you, 
but it's also attracting clients and you're really being helpful. Like somebody in our luminaries recently said, like, I've just decided this is going to be like my creative space and it's really fun for me. So we can start to think about things differently, believe different things, stop telling ourselves, oh my God, this is so hard. It takes so much time. We can do that and it will be awful. Or we can be like, you know what? I love writing a blog post. I love making a podcast and so much fun for me. It's such a release and it's like my time to be really creative. And that is what's going to keep you in the game versus believing how hard it is and how much time it takes. Yeah. You know what? I'm just thinking like, it is fun. <laughs> like if you actually zoom out, any of you listening, like and think about what a privilege it is to be an entrepreneur on the internet and to be a creator. Like you get to make a living by like doing and saying the things and writing or talking about the things that you care about. I mean, honestly, like how have we associated that with something negative or something too right. full of hustle? Like when did that even happen? That's true. Like I don't know. You're not going to like work an office job at Dunder Mifflin. Like this is not you like showing up with your lunch containers for the week and you're like bored. Like this is your you get cre- to write your thoughts down <laughs> yeah. and your beliefs and inspire yeah. people. Yeah. You get to have a podcast with a good yeah. friend and like talk about fun stuff that you love. Right. It's not the same. Like work isn't work isn't work. Like I think that that's the thing. That's like the lesson I want to share about entrepreneurship is like if you associate the hours and the time that you're working yeah. with it being negative, like you're going to have a shitty experience. Like, why are you doing that? This is not the same as whatever shitty job you had <laughs> for some corporation or government or whatever. Like this is, that's not what this is. So let's just like put an end to that. No, I love that. And I think that's, again, the running, you can like, I hate running or I freaking love running. Like you yeah. can just make that decision on a dime and like decide to learn how to love it as opposed to completely hating it because you're not going to do it. If you hate it, you're going to quit. And it's a shame when there's amazing creators and teachers and coaches out there who have such value to add, but quit because they don't like having to create weekly content or That's make insane a long drama. Me, honestly, right? like, you get to create weekly content. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Okay, let's just dissect this for a second. We need to like beep, insert. Okay, when the hell did this even start? Because at some point in the last, I don't know, five years, I feel like this is really true with women. Like somehow there's been this like rise of coaches and thought leaders, quote unquote, in the space that have been like telling women to stop, quote unquote, hustling. And I think that this is all just manufactured. Like this is not hustle. Like this is not that, like this is my happy definition of hustle, but it's not negative to like make something in the world. Like that's not a negative over, like this is not capitalism beating you over the head and forcing you to labor under unfair conditions. Like this is you choosing to exercise your creative energy and muscle and to create something new in the world. And all of these like, 
memes and coaches and voices telling you like self-care, like don't hustle too much. Like it's anti-feminist. Like I actually feel like this is just people trying to sell their bullshit to women. Like it's just not helpful because in the like dude bro world and the startup world and the dude bro marketing world, you don't hear this like anti-hustle stuff. So I just, I also wonder like, what is the origin of this? Who's benefiting from it? Is it even true? Because mm-hmm. I kind of don't think it's true. Like working for me, okay, the part that's hard, which everyone knows because I talk about it at nauseum, is managing people. Like that's not fun. That's actual work. But like all of this podcasting, creating course content, like <laughs> all of this is just like actual creative self-expression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. And I always say this. This probably came up on the Hustle episode. I can't remember. But I think that women are really afraid to work too hard because they've burnt out in the past and understandably so because of just the demands of family and spouse and friends and aging parents. And there's like, there's a lot going on. And I think that spills over into like, I'm really tired. I need a very quick and easy way to the money and I don't want to work very hard. Like, how can I do this? And then the moment like you rise up and have to like work for a launch or creating a challenge or whatever, it's like, oh my God, it's so much, right? And then that to me, that whole like overwhelm, exhaustion, confusion, I think is 100% a mindset problem. It's just the Mm -hmm. way that you're thinking Mm -hmm. about the work, right? Because there's an option here. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're all lazy and we could do more. It might be true. It might be true. I think we probably have a lot more capacity than we believe that we do. Because I think that's what you're saying. The messaging is like, do less, take care of yourself. Yeah. I think it's brainwashing, to be honest. I just think like back to COVID days, Jenny, this whole thing has gone on a totally different channel than (laughs) we planned. But like COVID days, we got through that. I would not have said I could work that hard. And I did. I did. (laughs) You did. We all did in, in this company. We all did. And we did it because we had Mm -hmm. to. I don't know that I would choose to, but it showed me capacity. Like there was more capacity than I thought that we, I like there were moments where we thought we were just going to like slam the laptop shut, walk away, but we didn't. And anyway, all that to say, I do think that we do need like a little like head shake, like reset on our views of work and what we can actually do. Now, Part of what we are teaching in the luminaries is about doing less. Yeah, being strategic with your strategic, time. Strategic, mm-hmm. focus, not changing your mind, not continually making a decision and then it doesn't work and you make a new decision and you start from zero. I think all of that leads to overwhelm and confusion and no money. So that's a whole mm-hmm. other podcast. But mm-hmm. I love this idea of like, can we just rethink what work means and can we start to believe that work can be fun? Like this is Mm -hmm. actually really fun. It is fun. No, I've always thought that like outside of this conversation have talked about this a lot. And I'm always, I like other than managing other people, which again, I have like an allergic reaction to like every other part, pretty much of my job. I just don't even think of it as work. Like I order for business books and I'm like sitting here with my... (laughs) wonderful highlighter collection in my highlighter bin. And I'm like reading. It's pleasurable. I'm choosing to expand my brain 
so that I can synthesize information and better help other people to do it. Like what a freaking gift. Like it's not the same as like manual labor or just like busy work for someone else. Like it's just not the same. It's so freaking creative to be your own boss and to have created your own business. And especially as a creator and a creative business, which is what all of you have. Like you all have expertise and wisdom and knowledge and training, and you get to like package it up and share it with the world. Like that is such a beautiful thing. It's like being an artist, right? So that's like an artist feeling like they're hustling too much, making their paintings. Like I just... I'm sure we're going to get pushback on this. And so I'm open to it. I'm willing to have the conversation and the dialogue. But like, just please have some perspective on what work and labor mean and what an incredible gift and opportunity we all have to do this and support ourselves financially by being us. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important. And I think this analogy will probably be really, really helpful to be like, oh, this is just one of those training runs that I don't actually want to do, but I'm going to do because it's mm-hmm. I am lucky to be able to do this, this work. Jenny, there's just one more thing just to bring us back to the marathon analogy. I would just want to make it clear that the race day in the business analogy are launch days or yes. launches, right? Yes. So you do this work, this content creation, so that you track the audience and you can sell to them when you choose to open your doors in various launches. And we have lots of different launch styles that we talk about. It doesn't really matter, but you just like open the door and you sell. And so mm-hmm. if you spend all your time just launching, like, hey, I got this thing for sale. Hey, I got this thing for sale. Hey, I got this thing for sale. You're not going to make any money because there's nobody to buy it. You're selling to the same mm-hmm. little list over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like those people that travel and do like a marathon a day. There's like crazy people that documentaries have been made about. And it's like actually really bad for your body to do that. Like it's an insane person that does that. And like, you're not going to get better and better and better, which is what you ideally are doing as a runner who's training constantly and having sporadic races. Like you're going to exhaust yourself and you're going to exhaust your list and your launches. Like it's this, you're going to exhaust your audience. It's like the same thing. It's like this totally insane, unsustainable thing to only focus on launching or selling and not on any of the maintenance part of your business. And then if you only focus on your website, your logo, your opt-in, your, you know, IG description, bio, whatever, you don't have a business, right? Like no, you're, you're just not- buying lots of shoes. You got a shoe collection. You're a shoe dog. I got the fancy belt and I've got all the like, you yeah. know, sharkies and I've got all the little gummies and I got all these things, but you're not actually going to work. And then if you just do content creation, just do content creation, content creation, content creation, you're not making any money either because you're not ever telling anybody, you're not opening the doors to invite people in to join your program. So I think it's just helpful to say like all you have to get prepped. You have to do the daily or the weekly work of content putting your thought leadership out there. And then you also have to invite people in and sell to them. So all yeah. those things have to happen. And they, I want to also say like, once you are sold on marathon running, you're going to continue your training runs and you're going to insert little races every month or every quarter or two months, whatever, right? So they, those things you're training and you're racing like mm-hmm. concurrently. And then with business, you're putting out the content creation and then you're opening your doors for launches sporadically through that. But it doesn't one doesn't stop while you do the other. Yeah. 
Isn't it a good analogy? That's so smart. It's such a good analogy. We're so smart. We're so smart. I know a lot of people say business is a marathon, not a sprint, but like I've never heard anyone actually dissect it and make the analogy at this level of depth. So yeah, I, I hope that helps you all for those of you listening here. Like this only took us like eight years to come up with. So, you know, don't feel bad if you didn't think of it first. <laughs> Marathon analogy because eight years. Oh my God. It did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think like, for me, the takeaway is yes, the marathon analogy is a helpful framework to think about like why the daily and weekly practice is so important and why the races are important. But it's also the identity. Like I am seriously getting brainwashed by you as a mindset person, Sandy, because it's the idea of thinking about yourself as a runner or thinking about yourself as an entrepreneur, right? Like those are the things that really matter mm-hmm. and like starting to embody those identities by taking action every single day. Like you actually become the thing you set out to be through the daily action and then like your thoughts create your reality, right? It's the damn secret. It's like, it, it's all happening. You manifested it. You thought about it. And then you started to relate to it because you start doing it every day. And then of course, oh, I'm a runner now. I go running. So I'm a runner. Or I'm an entrepreneur because look at me. I have a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel. And look at me, I'm launching something. Mm-hmm. I sold something. Look at me, I'm an entrepreneur. Like you actually become the thing you set out to do. Correct. And I think the secret to that is not entertaining any thoughts like your brain is absolutely going to tell you, well, you haven't really sold anything yet or you've only done $10,000. You know, there's always going to be these little like little voice like, ah, questioning you. And the serious runner and the serious entrepreneur won't entertain that or like witness it, park it, let's go. That's the real trick to sustainability, I think. Mm -hmm. Whew, good one. All right. Are we ready for the joy? Joy. All right. I'm saying this mostly to irritate Sandy for everyone, but it's actually true joy for me. And I think that it's probably really not that exciting for most other people. But for the first time in my life, I acquired a laminating machine. (laughs) And as someone who is crafty and has lots of big dreams of being like incorporating other craftiness into my life, This was like a $20 purchase that I should have made decades ago. And I just, I think I thought they were really expensive and like they were a lot of work or they were bigger than they are. And actually like it's $20 and it's this tiny little thing. And now I have this great pleasure of being able to laminate things and I'm very excited about it. So so if I come to your house in the bathroom, (laughs) are you going to have like laminated instructions on how to properly wash my hands? (laughs) Absolutely not. Like if I like above the light switches, like please turn off light, like in kindergarten, that's all lamination is like a kindergarten thing to me. That's all I can think of. Like, what are you laminating? Like, okay. So I'll just say part of the reason I have other reasons that I'm not going to disclose on this podcast because I know I will be teased for a little, but part of the reason that I got this is because I'm making my own planner because I bought a Kate Spade wallet planner on Poshmark from 2016. It has like the 2016 calendar planner in it. And you can no longer buy a Kate Speed planner or the pages. And so I'm making my own. And some of those pages need to be laminated. All right. That's a good reason. It is. Like it's actually like I have something that's making me so happy and it's kind of weird and you can't buy it anymore. And so I'm making it and I love it. And there's like a whole underground world of people like me, Sandy, just so you know. 
Like I thought you're just laminating because the lamination gave you joy. Like I'm going to laminate this piece of paper. Like I didn't understand that part, but if there's a bigger (laughs) purpose, okay. Well, well, it is also quite joyful. But I have an Alberta health card that needs lamination. So yeah, you can I, bring it. Like, yeah. N- yeah, next time we are in the same country, we can, can laminate, laminate my health stuff card. together. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. That's hilarious, by the way. So I'm glad you have joy, Jenny. I really, really so am. much. An unreasonable <laughs> amount of joy. Okay. So the hustle this week is the luminaries program, which is the program that we run to teach people like you who are creators and teachers and coaches who want to figure out how to make money online without completely losing themselves to see how much capacity that they have to follow a simple framework so that they have more time to do lamination and other (laughs) things that bring them joy. That should be our tagline. You can laminate whenever you want. But No, but in all seriousness, I think like we have been doing this for so long and I feel like we finally figured out a very simple and doable framework so that if someone is like, I want to do this online thing, but I'm not making any money and I can't quite figure out why, we know why and we're going to show it to you. We're going to teach it to you and it's super simple Yeah, and completely accessible to all of you. So it's called the Luminaries. Website is anshi.co. Well, the best website is theluminaries.co, and that will redirect you to the right page on our website. Or the luminaries. It's so everything's so new because you switched everything. Luminaries, theluminaries.co. And you can check it out, read it, come in. Learn all about it. Yeah, we'd love to welcome you in and for you to become a luminary with us. And Jenny will send you something laminated (laughs) in the mail. Don't you dare make me go to the post office, Sandy. Besides managing people, going to the post office is my second least favorite thing on the planet. But we could laminate something really fun, like a little <laughs> quote or something, or hand-washing yeah. instructions. If someone okay. else is going to go to the post office, that's fine. No, we're not going to send you anything <laughs> laminated. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying? It's okay. Oh, no. I just wanted to say, like, part of what has become really apparent to us in the last few months is truly how simple and accessible having a creator business really yeah. is. And I think like we overcomplicated it ourselves for a long time because like we were early on in this industry, like we were here before the word creator was used, right? So we've been in this for a long time. And I think partly it's simplified now because the tools and the strategies have just been streamlined over time. And it's not as complicated to do the stuff that we teach now and actually incorporate it into your life. Like writing a blog is like not as hard and complicated Mm -hmm. and cumbersome as it used to be, for example. But also just, I think there's something that you don't need to spend 10 years to see results. Like we've now honed in on a system where you can start to see results within the first like really few weeks to months. And then you kind of learn the skill set and you can use it the rest of your life to support yourself. And I just, for anyone who hasn't taken the leap into entrepreneurship, I just really encourage you to do it because the freedom that you get from working for yourself is unlike anything else. The ability to be creative with almost all of your time is unlike anything else. And, you know, we're in kind of a weird time in the economy where there's a giant recession that's either here or looming. People, a lot of people are losing their jobs. And I just, to me, this is like the lifeboat. This is like the safety net that's here for you. And it's really, you are here for you. This is like a self-reliant Whoa, situation. Very mindset of you. 
that's good. <laughs> See, you're rubbing off on me, Sandy. <laughs> no, I think that's exactly right. And it's it's what we've thought and done for years. And it feels like we're really figuring out how to teach this really well and make it really clear. And so it's not, we were talking this morning, like there's no mystery now. There's no yeah. luck involved. There's no like magic potion that you need. It's just like the steps to do. Yeah. And you just keep doing and mm -hmm. it will turn into a business for you. Yeah. It's just a choice now. It's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good. That's good. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.